0: welcome back everybody to another episode of leap into wellness uh i am one of your hosts kyle falfenbach i'm a professor at eou and we're bringing um health and wellness information to you each week also joining me is my co-host and leap lab intern, Anya Schooler. What's up, Anya?
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Going fine. How's your how are you doing?
1: I'm doing really well. I've been enjoying winter break a lot.
0: So, so for EOU students and staff, I mean, I'm back working this week. So I had I had a great break as well. I'm back working. Um this week but classes don't start until next week that's a little different for our teachers that are listening to this their classes uh started up again today so i know uh my boys had to go from getting up at like eight or nine in the morning to getting up at seven this morning and that was uh uh there's going to be a couple days of adjustment here but but we had a really good break too and i'm glad i'm glad your break is going well
1: let's go ahead and Revisit our goals that we set for ourselves last week. I went and listened to last week's podcast um, So (laughs) 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 Well, no, I wanted to make sure I got it right so you you said that you wanted to practice being patient and Knowing when you wanted to step away when situations were getting stressful or when you felt stressed or overwhelmed and then you also said you wanted to prioritize Um, exercise and not letting your house projects just take over the whole day so how has that been going
0: so uh with i've had mixed results uh one the patience thing is actually this is an ongoing thing that, that i think i'm getting better at especially um anybody that that has done like undertaken big house projects knows That there are setbacks and mistakes and things you have to redo and this thing was definitely tested. Um, I think it was on Saturday or Sunday, I was hanging some shelves in the on these walls that we had just like repaired and painted and and I put the little I put the little plastic uh drywall things in to hold I put one side into the stud I was putting the other side they were all leveled everything looked great and I started putting books back up on them and I got to about the I don't know seventh or eighth book and the whole thing just ripped out of the wall no (laughs) and it ripped a huge hole in the wall and it got drywall and stuff all over the floor and it it fell out of the wall and it did this whole thing and um it it that was probably the closest I came to n- not being patient in the moment but I really had to step away <laughs> and and there were books everywhere all over the floor there was ah oh, that 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 was probably the most that was the moment uh that that was the most difficult
1: well you recognized that you needed to step away is good
0: yeah i mean i didn't do a great job i i mean i stepped away for what i needed to do but i had to get it done so so i did end up coming back to it when i was a little calmer and and it and through and then exercise has been going okay the um i think there were probably two two or three days where i just like got up and started working on the house but um but the house looks great it's amazing i'm so uh I'm really, it it feels so good to have like a settled living space, heading in to like as work starting back up and and uh, the kids are back at school and everything is like getting busy again. And to have like a settled space is, I think, uh, it's not important for everybody. It's definitely important for me.
1: Yeah, that's really awesome.
0: How about yourself? How are you doing?
1: Good. I also had daily exercises, one of my goals over break, and then also mm-hmm being really aware of how my body was feeling when I was eating. Those were the two action items that I set for myself last week.
0: What's your feedback?
1: <laughs> um, well, I think I've done a pretty good job with prioritizing physical activity, partially because I love exercising. Um, yeah, totally. And something that I've been trying to do is have a really wide variety of physical activity. Because if I want to be doing it every day, I don't want to just be doing the same thing every single day um yep. for variety and also just to protect like my joints and my my health to be able to focus on different types of training targeting different muscle groups i i've been having a really great time with it i've gotten up to forest park yeah for i think that's really
0: important we're, we're gonna talk about m- more about this in a later episode but but polarizing that concept is called polarizing your training and i think it's really really important especially as we age now you're Still very young and spry, and you could do the same thing every day and get a lot out of it. Still, but even um, I, um, as we,
1: even I feel like if I just do the same thing over and over again, I'm like mm-hmm. in my early 20s, and I even I feel it. So
0: yeah, so I think that like learning how to mix and match things and and realizing that you know once you do a certain type of workout. You you have about a 72, 48 to 72 hour window where you want to let that sort of type of stimulus sit. And it doesn't mean you can still exercise every day. We should just like break up those stimulus a, a little bit. So yeah, we can talk about that more. And how how was your mindful, which is also the topic of today's episode, but we'll get to that in a second. How was your mindful eating?
1: It was hard. Um, I feel like I didn't do as good with that.
0: What's your criteria? How are you? How are you sort of? Uh, th- this is what makes these things d- difficult because I think we're we can be our own harshest critics, you know. And right. and I think that if you were even slightly more aware of what and why you were eating things, that that is a win.
1: When I say like mindful about how I feel and what I'm eating, it's not like. I'm trying to stick to this strict, like, do eat this, don't eat that. It was more like Mm. what we talked about last week. Do I really want to eat this? Will it, like, add to this experience? Or, like, do I genuinely not want it and it will make me feel bad, like, mentally and physically?
0: Yeah, I think it's a cool, you, you know, you don't want to get too stuck in your own thoughts. But I think that that's a really good thing to kind of be aware of and to be mindful of.
1: Yeah. Mindfulness in general is something that I am trying to get better at, and I'm not very good at. So I'm excited to talk about <laughs> well, that, it today. That is a
0: great segue. Uh, today's episode, uh, we're we're focused on on this idea of mindfulness. We talk about it a lot, um, and and we really want to just define it and the the importance of being mindful, um, the importance of and, and how mindfulness can be used to deal with stressful situations and. Um, enhance enjoyment of normal everyday situations. And uh, I think this is something that can really help people um, slow down, come within themselves, relax. And there's a lot of research about the benefits of practicing mindfulness. And yeah, so we're we're just going to clearly define it. We're going to talk about it in the context of burnout and uh, maybe give you guys some action items to go on.
1: Can I give a broad definition of mindfulness?
0: Yeah, so, so Anya, what is your definition and, and how, does, how does the literature define mindfulness?
1: The way a lot of literature defines it is consciously cultivating awareness of your moment to moment experiences and consciously perceiving what you're feeling differentiating your judgment from your actual experiences.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really good synopsis um of of the concept. I think that, you know, to, to put it in more tangible terms, you know, we one, a lot of us aren't necessarily aware of how our body feels and what our body is doing in any given moment. So we we just sort of get an emotion and we react. To that emotion so think of someone that uh maybe finds out that their airplane flight is delayed and and it's like a flight that they they really want to get on they've been traveling all day and you you see a lot of people automatically um they they have that feeling of disappointment and they judge it and they they see this event which really has nothing to do with them uh, even though it's it's gonna impact them in some way, they have this event that ev- evokes an emotion and that emotion feels like an injustice immediately. And, and they let themselves get angry and they let themselves get kind of affected by these things that aren't necessarily in, the, in control. And the idea of mindfulness is to not uh, try and control the way your body reacts to certain situations, i.e., you see that your flight delayed and you have this initial like physical feeling, it's to check in without judging. Oh, this is a disappointing thing. And that's why I'm feeling this way. But there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm just going to acknowledge that. Right. And that part of not judging is so important.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's a really important distinction to make that mindfulness is not actively trying to suppress emotions and like recognizing emotions and then being like no this is a bad emotion and i can't feel it that's not what mindfulness is and i think that that can be easily misconstrued
0: thoughts thoughts i would put into that same category i totally agree with what you're saying and thoughts are in that same category we have random thoughts all the time and i'm sure you know a lot of the folks that are listening uh to this will think um You know, maybe you've had mean thoughts about a rowdy classroom, or maybe you've had, you've been, you've, uh, you know, for me as a professor, I know I've had thoughts of just things like, uh, you know, am I really a good lecturer? Am I really a good, like these different types of things. And it's really important not to try and control your thoughts, but be mindful of whether or not you want to give those thoughts attention. And that's, that's this idea of mindfulness. There's a thought. And a lot of times you can just label it in your head. I'm having a thought. There's a, you know, the sky is blue today. The wind feels cold today. I'm feeling tired today. You're not saying I'm feeling tired because I went to bed too late and I can never go to bed on time and blah, blah. Those are the rabbit holes that mindfulness helps you avoid by just saying this is where I am in the present moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you're acknowledging your experiences and your emotional and physiological reactions to those experiences, but you're taking an objective view of it. You're not putting any sort of value judgment on your emotions, and you're not letting your emotions pull you into this story that doesn't really accurately reflect reality.
0: 100%. And, and I think this is, the the, the, the benefits of this are the the research demonstrates several benefits of this, many benefits of this because one we can we can reduce the degree to which um, things outside of our control or even results that we don't want to occur um, to negatively impact the way that we're feeling physiologically. And that doesn't mean that we all just become non-feeling robots, but it means that uh, you can sort of non-judgmentally accept the way you're feeling in the situations that you're undergoing. And it helps us make clear decisions about how we want to move forward. And this is, this is a really important tactic for athletes that have to, you know, if you, if you think about a baseball player, the best baseball players in the major leagues are successful about one third of the time at the plate that's it there's a if you are a 300 hitter you're one of the best players in baseball most people are around 200 which means four out of five times they're failing and you really have to be able to um process that and move on from it in a way that doesn't um hinder future performance you know, you said you've been working on this um over the break. W- what were some of the challenges? Because it sounds really easy. Just check in with with uh, what you're feeling and where you are in the present moment and don't judge it. But it's not that easy,
1: and I think that a lot of the difficulty for me comes in like, maybe I do kind of do the first step of I recognize that I'm having a response to something. But then instead of stepping back and viewing that response for what it is, it's like, I couldn't control having that response, but then I feel the need to mask it and to present something that covers oh, it up.
0: Interesting. So that's what I really
1: struggle with. In the <laughs> literature, there's a name for that. They call it surface acting, Got um, it. which I thought was really cool. Um, that is really cool. And like, that was one of the aspects of job burnout and emotional burnout that, they defined in the literature that in these studies that used mindfulness training as a way to reduce job burnout surface acting was one of the main kind of criteria that they used to measure the effectiveness of mindfulness training which i thought was really interesting i think it's really interesting i know in myself that if i slip away from mindfulness i start to feel like i'm failing i start to feel like like i'm not measuring up i'm not doing the things that i need to do and it's a super slippery slope interesting. So, that's one of the things that mindfulness has the potential to help me a lot with, but that I'm kind of struggling to apply.
0: You know, it's interesting that because a lot you'll hear a lot of um practitioners and and you'll hear um people talk about mindfulness in, in regards to its ability to ground an individual or or create a sense of groundedness and really that that feeling that you're describing is, isn't grounded. It's, it's the, it's the sort of, if you start sort of giving those thoughts a lot of attention and pulling on them, then, then you can create stories where when you check in with your body, you check in with your breath, you check in with what's around you. um, You realize that, yeah, you can, still put one foot in front of the other and do this in a way and and i think it really grounds us and brings us back um some of the other things that the that the literature suggests that mindfulness really helps with is that one it's been demonstrated to help improve sleep quality and sleep patterns and this is something that is really important and and i know we keep teasing this but we'll we'll do some sleep podcasts um which i think will be a lot of fun There's been studies showing decreased blood pressure, um, increased ability to regulate emotions, reduce anxiety and depression, increase our ability to focus, Um, and you know this one we just talked about, which is increase the ability to view thoughts without judgment. And I think that that is really, really important because when when we become uh, threatened by our thoughts. We have physical reactions that are, that over time can be really um, unhealthy for us because our body, our lizard brain, as I like to call it, um, or as other people refer to it, uh, our lizard brain doesn't know that we're just having a scary thought. It actually thinks we're under a threat. And um, the modern world is full of all these threats that activate our sympathetic nervous system, our fight or flight nervous system, um, but they're not actual physical threats. They gear us up for a physical fight, but they're not actual physical threats. And that imbalance over a long time um, is sort of the opposite of what mindfulness can do. It, it decreases our ability to regulate our emotions. It it increases our stress levels. It increases our blood pressure. It decreases our ability to sleep.
1: Yeah. Do you think that you could give an example of a mindfulness exercise? In the literature, they keep saying like there are these statistically significant effects from applying mindfulness, but I think that we should give an example of like maybe what that mindfulness training entails.
0: I think this is a great point. Um, so there's a there's a couple things that that folks can do one and probably the most classic version of this, is a sitting meditation focused on our breath. And a lot of people hear meditation and and you know, meditation can have like Eastern religion connotations and things like that. Um, there this is that's not we're not talking about a religious exercise here. What we're talking about is is this dissociation from your mind and body being disconnected. And when we sit and focus on the breath, Uh, one of the things that you realize is that really quickly your mind starts to wander. And as soon as you recognize that your mind is wandering, you say, oh, my mind's wandering. I'm coming back to the breath. What's critical about this is not to beat yourself up when your mind wanders because your mind will wander. But the more we practice this, the more that we can train to focus directly on the breath going in and going out. And that's it. And and it sounds very simple and and it is very simple, but it's very difficult to do. And you have to keep reminding yourself over and over, no matter how many times, oh, I'm focusing on my breath right now. Thank you. Thank you for giving me that thought brain, but I'm going back to my breath. And as you practice, you you will realize um, that you can get better at this. And then it applies, and it it can start to apply in other areas of your life. Eating is another time when it's really important to be mindful. I am if if I wasn't mindful, I would eat really really quickly, and I probably still eat really quickly sometimes, anyways. So I don't, I think it's a habit I formed when I was a kid, probably or something. But slowing down and and tasting each bite, um, feeling the textures of the food, thinking about how close I am to being full. Um, thinking about how how all the different flavors fit together. And, um, you know, for me now, I enjoy eating, especially dinner with my family. And one of the traditions we have is uh, we don't pray before dinner, but we sit down and we actually smile at each other before we eat dinner, which sounds super cheesy, but it really like just calms the whole it's hard to be mad when you're smiling and so when you just smile at each other and then you have this delicious meal in front of you um so those i'd say are two two ways that i think are really good for for being mindful and that i apply mindfulness i don't know how about you do you have any
1: i think that i do need to apply it in a more structured way and i think that that would help me be successful because a lot of times i try to do it just in my head I just, I need to find a a way to apply mindfulness in a small way at first, because it seems simple at first, but it's not.
0: It seems so simple. You know, the, the thing that I've really noticed is five minutes of trying to focus on your breath. You set a timer on your watch or on your phone, and then you sit there and you don't touch your phone and you don't, you just feel what you're feeling. And this... It's really interesting because you don't realize, like, as soon as you start sitting quietly and doing nothing, it's like, oh, there's like a little bit of an itch over here, or I have this sensation in my foot, or, um, you know, my my arms are sore from that workout that I did. And you have this, you get bombarded with all these thoughts. And if you just sit there and you don't scratch that itch and you don't do anything to, you know fix the soreness you just sit there and say that's this that's that that's this in that non-judgmental way it will carry over into other things so in this episode we've talked about uh what mindfulness is how mindfulness can be applied we shared a little bit about the role mindfulness plays in our lives um you got a big kick out of our uh family, a uh, smile time at, at dinner. <laughs> so, um, you, you know, we want to encourage all of you and, and each episode we want to end with an action item. And so we want to encourage all of you to start impacting or, or start implementing mindfulness into your daily routine. So I think there's, you know, two ways that I think you can um, apply this. One would just be start with five minutes or three minutes of mindful breathing, where you try and just sit still in a quiet place and focus on your breath and acknowledge and observe without judgment whatever thoughts and feelings and sensations that you have during that period of time. One of the other suggestions, other than just finding a little bit of time to sit down and and if you say, no, I don't have time to, to sort of take the five or 10 minutes to focus on my breathing, One of the things is most of us have a morning beverage, whether it's coffee, if it's tea, if it's a, even if it's just a glass of water, glass of orange juice, whatever it is, with your morning beverage, your first beverage of the morning, um, one of the things you can do is just really sit and take that in, sit and, um, you know, feel the warmth or the coolness, taste it, smell it and just sort of sit there with your thoughts and feelings in a non-judgmental way and a lot of us will kind of wake up in the morning and and we're already dreading the day because we know how many meetings we have and and i'm gonna see this person and i'm gonna do this thing and i'm gonna be and that's a perfect time to just sit with your coffee and say you know what i'm not i'm not in that classroom right now i'm not doing that project right now Uh, Right this moment, I'm sitting calmly and enjoying this coffee. And when you take things piece by piece and step by step like that, it can really have a big difference. And and studies show that this has a major impact on um, how we communicate with people, um, uh, how we think about our circumstances, how we handle stress, how we handle different levels of burnout, um, how we handle anxiety. And uh, yeah, it's something that we really want to help people focus on and, and encourage people to practice as they move forward.
1: Yeah. And the more you learn about it, the more interesting things you uncover. It just keeps getting more cool the more you read. It's I, very cool. I, I would highly recommend going and reading the studies that we were referencing. We'll link yeah, so in the podcast you, description.
0: Yeah. And share share some of those resources.
1: Yeah. Um, there was a review article by um lucan and sammons called a systematic review of mindfulness practice for reducing job burnout that's where i was pulling a lot of my information from and that actually has eight studies it's it's reviews are very cool resources
0: so for those that aren't aware anya's talking when she says review um these are academic papers that are compiling uh the results of many primary academic studies and putting them together to give you, to give the reader an overview of this the the academic state of of whatever field you're looking at. So for for this podcast, for example, we were prepared by finding a review article on mindfulness practices and uh, job burnout. And so this is a peer-reviewed article that used peer review articles and put a whole bunch of sort of single studies together to create an overview of best practices. Um, and, and that's where we get a lot of our information and this is information that's accessible to you all. There's a, there's a, um, a public, uh, government, you know, government managed database called PubMed, P-U-B-M-E-D. And you can select free online articles and, Click a little filter to look at review articles and put in whatever health topic you want. And you can find some really nice information on those places. So there's that. The the other resource I'd really like to share, um, which has been really valuable uh, to to improving my understanding uh, specifically, is the UCLA Mindfulness Awareness Research Center. Um, They call it the MARC, M A R C. And or the UCLA Mark. And there are a lot of um, resources at the UCLA Mark for um, implementing mindfulness practices and the benefits of mindfulness, including a bunch of uh, starting meditations all the way up to advanced meditations that people can take on Um and so you can download those and put them into your iTunes or put them on your phone and, and just uh, use those when, whenever you need them.
1: Yeah, we'll link both of them in the podcast description.
0: Cool. Are we going to set a mindfulness goal for uh, that we'll check in with folks?
1: Yeah, I want to implement, I'm going to say five mm-hmm. minutes in the morning.
0: Five minutes each day. Five minutes. Cool. Are you are are we going to try and quantify this in any way? Should should we use some? Uh, maybe when we get back onto campus, we we can hook Anya up to some uh, stress measuring uh, equipment and see how her mindfulness uh, studies are going, and we'll we'll report back to everyone for that.
1: Yeah, that sounds fun. I love quantifying things. All right,
0: cool. <laughs> exactly the the irony is is that mindfulness is all about feeling and acknowledging those feelings and not acting on them so maybe we should just be aware of the thought that we would like to do that and then dismiss it and and (laughs) let it go off into the ether so
1: wait kyle what's your goal yeah
0: oh i thought i was going to get out of here without um no yeah so so i think i i really like using an app called the daily calm it's a subscription-based service and they they have a 10-minute guided meditation each that's new each day called the daily calm <laughs> and um i am i want to be really consistent with it um it's it's something that i do and kind of fits and spurts and and what i find really interesting you know, last, the fall semester was very stressful for me. And, and I found it really interesting that one of the first things to go when I get stressed is meditation, (laughs) because it doesn't feel, I don't feel like I have enough time, or I want to put the effort or energy into meditating, even though meditating is the thing that will help the very situation that I'm in. And so, once this term everyone starts new terms sort of fresh and revitalized but then at every term there hits a point where you feel really overwhelmed and you kind of can't wait till the finish line but the finish line still seems very far away and what i want to do is is get off to a good start over the next week or two and be as consistent as i can with that daily meditation and not give it up even when things start to get really busy
1: that's a good goal do you have anything else
0: no, that's all good. We'll we'll come back next week with a with another topic, and we hope you guys enjoy these. And uh, if you have any feedback, just hit us up on the email.
1: All right. Thanks, Kyle.
0: All right. Thank you. See you next time.
1: yeah